Uh, what did you eat for breakfast? Uh, today, I ate uh, eggs. <laughs> Scrambled eggs. Welcome to Music on Your Own Terms, the podcast that aims to help musicians develop an entrepreneurial mindset through interviews, as well as discussing resources, concepts, successes, and more. Providing a platform to talk about negative emotions such as anxiety and depression in order to help overcome them in the context of music and reduce the social stigma. This is episode 120. This episode is sponsored by Ignite Your Music Career. You may remember in episode 90, I chatted to Craig Dodge about sync licensing and how he makes a living through writing music for TV, video games, and film. Musicians all over the world subscribe to Ignite Your Music Career and earn more royalties, more upfront sync fees, and more recurring revenue from their music. Whether you're a composer, singer-songwriter, band, beatmaker, or instrumentalist, your music can be earning you more money. Internationally acclaimed composer, musician, and music educator Craig Dodge has licensed his music in more than 1,000 TV show episodes, films, video games, and ads all over the world, and he will show you how you can too. Ignite gives you the information you need in a simple, accessible format, and you learn at your own pace. For just $6 a month, you get a video lesson each week on topics related to music licensing, from writing techniques to how to find your markets, and everything in between. You also get tools and activities to build the skills you need to be successful, and each lesson includes a royalty-free sound pack to download and use in your own music. The key to success in the music business today is to diversify your sources of revenue. Ignite will show you how. For more information or to subscribe to Ignite, visit the website at taris-studios.com or click the link on musiconyourownterms.com. This episode, I'm joined by Greek guitarist Kostas Simpanis to talk about his newly released EP, Autumn. We discuss the conception of the album, which Kostas reveals is dedicated to his late grandmother, something that I really connect to on a deep emotional level, as my grandmother was very special to me as well. In addition to his EP, we also talk about Kostas' philosophies on teaching music theory and technique, which is his primary source of income. Finally, Costas shares his recent experience with cancer and how music helped his time in hospital to endure the pain he was in. Once again, I want to thank my friend Rhea from One Woman Company for turning me on to another fantastic artist. I was absolutely blown away by Costas' music and playing as soon as I heard it. Make sure you subscribe to Costas' YouTube channel to check out some really tasty jams and covers. If you enjoy the podcast and want to show your support, I'd be really grateful if you would consider signing up for the mailing list to stay in the loop with everything going on with the show. Just head over to musiconyourownterms.com and click the link. While you're there, you can also visit the store and grab some merch, or just buy me a coffee and help out with the running costs of the show. Thanks for listening. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today, I am joined by Kostas Simpanis, who is a guitar player from Greece. How you doing? I'm fine. Thank you. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I got hooked up with you via Rhea, um, who's mm-hmm. been really amazing, introducing new bands and new musicians to me and getting them on the podcast. So I thank her, first of all. If you wouldn't mind just giving us a, 
a quick introduction about yourself and your music. Yeah, of course. Thank also. I also thank Ria for that. I'm Kostas. I currently live in Greece. I am from Greece, Athens, Greece. I, I started playing guitar at about 14 years old. A friend of mine gave me some bands to check out back in the time. Mm-hmm. Like In Flames and Kitties, I think one of the bands were Kitties. Oh, the Canadian old, old Yeah, Yeah, old, old I, think, I think so. Kitties? I think yep. so, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So, and, uh, and then came Slipknot and Linkin Park and, you know, a couple of things mm-hmm. that changed, changed my life. And when I heard those things, you know, I, I thought, I, I just want to do it, you know? I want to do what they, they're doing. Sure. So I asked my parents, you know, to get me a guitar and get some lessons maybe or, you know, try to make the sounds. Um, but I was um, a person that uh, I started straight away with guitar lessons. Yep. I never experienced, you know, the, uh, to taught myself, you know. I, I never mm-hmm. been a self-taught guitar player. So I started guitar lessons at about 14 years old. And then as the time goes by, you know, I liked what I did. So then I knew that I wanted to study in the university here in the music studies. Mm-hmm. So I, I went for it. I didn't manage to get in the school, this school at the first time, but I tried again and then I managed to. I, I did it. That's awesome. I studied there for uh, six years. And in the meantime, I was... Uh, studying in a private music school, harmony and guitar and, you know, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that a, a school has in a curriculum. Sure. So what, what kind of time period was that? I think like 2003, 2004. So is that pri- uh, after you, you left high school kind of age or? No, no. Uh, at 2004, it was the first time that I get uh, my first guitar. Okay. Then I was in... Um, I was about to go to house to high school, yeah, and then I got in the university at uh, two thousand ten. Okay, I was about uh, the, the first. The first time was two thousand nine, but I got in two thousand ten. Awesome. And then I saw you also did did a course at the University of West London. Was that in person or is that like an online course? That this is um, a curriculum that um, it's on books, you know. And we have the okay. we have it we have it here in Greece. So uh, okay. you start you study the curriculum, and then a committee from the from United Kingdom comes here every two times uh, in a year. Yep. and we give exams to them. Ah, uh, okay. So it's they they're the ones certifying it. Yeah, yeah. All the all the stuff, you know, scales and arpeggios and uh, improvisation and rhythm playing. Awesome. All, all, all that kind of stuff. Sure. That's that's fantastic. Let's see. So, yeah, let's talk about your, your music that you've just released. Personally, I, I really like it. I've listened to it on repeat for, you know, since it came out. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. You know, in your bio and, you know, something I, I mentioned was it's very reminiscent of, like, Damnation album from Opeth or you know the guitar player Nick Johnston it's got that melodic kind of uh, melancholic sound to it what prompted you to release it this year first of all and then maybe let's dig into your writing process it's uh, kind of a funny story because uh, I start you know I start 
writing music on my own because I have had a couple of bands, let's say, mm-hmm. but none of them worked. Okay. So I had it, you know, I had it in me that I want to to write to give something, you know, with music. Sure. Not not only study and stuff. So I tr- I started writing this EP. I think two years ago. I start recording it the last year and then um, COVID uh, pandemic came as I was recording guitars. Um, but I, I was recording guitars in APR Studios and studied here in Exarchia, Greece, mm-hmm. in a friend of mine that we were uh, both uh, students in the university. He's, um, now he's an engineer and also a guitar player. So um, I was flexible with him, you know, during the, the quarantine. I was recording in the summer of 2020. Mm-hmm. We mixed it and it was ready November 2020. And I was waiting for a couple of artworks. And then when I had it all, I was um, so tired, you know, of all this uh, because it took very too long, you know, to be ready. Mm. And sure now... I was thinking, you know, it's a dead period. Nothing, nothing goes on with all this pandemic thing. Mm-hmm. But um, on the other hand, I wasn't start recording it for any, for a reason, you know, to, to be out when it should be out. It should be out sure. when you feel to, to be out, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I felt that I should release it now because... If I can, if I can do something in all that situation, is to give some art out there for anyone who you know who who will appreciate it or speaks to it, you know. Absolutely. Um, so that's that, that's why that's why I, I I took the decision to release it on my own in this period. Awesome. So I mean, how did you go about writing the music, and and is there any you know the meanings of the songs? Was that something that came before? Like you had a, had a thought process of in terms of what the subject matter was, and then wrote to that, or was it something that you had some ideas, and then you know once you were done with the idea, it kind of like oh that's about this. No, I have um I had a, a main thing in my mind, mm-hmm. which was um, a place that I kind of grew up when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I used to go in a village here in Greece every summer yep. uh, with, with my grandmother. And at some point, my grandmother got sick, very sick. Mm-hmm. And um, till then, I, was, I, I haven't been there since the time she, she got sick. So, you know, I had in mind all these uh, great memories that I had from that place and growing up there right. and listening to music and, you know, be, just be a kid and discuss music and play music with other other kids and friends and you know there, there was not then back then there was a time with no internet mm-hmm. we had no internet the only thing that we had was uh with cds or cassettes yep so we were uh, we were expecting you know every summer to go and meet all together and trade knowledge music knowledge you know you have you heard this oh i found you know i found this and i found that and this and that right so you know we were catching informations from one another you know 
and um, it was um, the place is uh, it's is in Agrafa, is in the mountains. So it's uh, at some point I discovered Opeth, and uh, mm. I heard the Damnation record, and you know all, mainly all the records, but you know yep. Damnation was a record that spoke to me through the first time till now. It's uh, one of my top three records mm-hmm. ever made. You know, it, it was a magical thing, being a kid and listening to Opeth and Porcupine Tree inside the forest and stuff and trying to trying to be this thing, you know, trying to be a musician, trying to, to, to offer something via music. And I had all this in my mind, all these things. And it's like a concept from the artwork till the tracks and the names. Remembering You is about my grandmother. I had her in mind when I was playing, when I was writing it. A Heartbeat Away was um, basically her, her last moments, you know, before she died. Mm. Um, birth was uh, New Beginnings because um, I, I managed to find, you know, the courage to write it and release it and do it on my own mm-hmm. because it was, you know, pretty difficult to do it till the end. And uh, Until We Meet Again is about, you know, with all the memories, all that great stuff that I had in my mind. Mm. And Farewell, you know, the outro. Right. I mean, I had, I, had a co- I had a concept. Yeah, I had a concept in my mind. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I mean, definitely, yeah. That that's a really nice nice way of uh, of kind of memorializing someone that you love and yeah was it very was it very therapeutic to to be able to write that for her yeah yeah I I think I think it was yeah yeah that's great so let's let's talk a little bit about your uh, uh, what you do for a living I mean you're get you're a guitar teacher a theory teacher as well is that correct yeah yeah and I assume that's your main main source of income you haven't. Yeah. Do, do you uh, get any income through playing live gigs, you know, obviously prior to uh, COVID? Yeah, uh, before COVID situation, yeah, uh, but not now. Right. Now it's only only in ma- mainly, you know, giving lessons, guitar lessons and theory lessons. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, pretty much it at the time, at the time being. So what kind of age ranges do you teach? The youngest I had was six years old. Mm-hmm. I've met till uh, 45 years old. That's great. Yeah, I think uh, the older one was 45. I've actually taught someone who was in their 70s, so never never too late. Never too late to learn. Yeah, uh, you, you play also, yeah? You play guitar also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I teach. Good. good. Do, do you have any um, overarching kind of philosophy about teaching? Like what? What would you? Uh, what would you say your main thought process when you're trying to trying to teach someone is? I believe very much in in theory and um, uh-huh. in things like triads and harmony. You know, technique is something that eventually will come if uh, someone decides to sit down and do it with patience, and you know be okay with the with the idea that I need time to do it mm. and I'm I'm ready for it. I will give the amount of the time that it needs. Eventually it will get technique. Mm-hmm. 
I believe that. I believe that. I don't. I don't believe that technique is something that you know. It should be done with um, kind of a maniac uh, philosophy, you know, every day. And mm-hmm. it's it's a tool. It's a tool for me. Technique is a tool. Mm-hmm. So I believe very much in uh, harmony and triads and how the voices, you know, work together. I'm trying to teach um, a lot of this stuff. I'm trying to teach them uh, about the fretboard to to play horizontally also mm-hmm. maybe take take the C major scale and find all the phys- the physical notes in the fretboard horizontally mm-hmm. in order to understand in order to understand the intervals yep. another big subject mm-hmm. because for me intervals are um, like the alphabet of music absolutely yeah so uh, this 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 kind of stuff are for me the main subject the main thing that someone should really dive into in order to understand the fretboard and how music works. Mm. Like like Johnston uh, says, uh, you have a note. What can you do with that note? Maybe that C would be a C major or a a minor, or it could be so many different things. Mm-hmm. Or the fifth of F major. The soon as uh, a student you know, is familiar with these things, the better for me. And of course, uh, the knowledge that you know, and or you also teach, you know, the, the scales and the arpeggios and voicings and drop two voicings, uh, triads and closed triads, open triads, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. One thing I do talk about with my students is like musical sentience. So what, what point do you remember getting from you know, I'm learning the the notes and the intervals and, and being able to actually physically do, you know, play the guitar to the point where you can actually get your emotions out and it becomes more of a language where you're not thinking about the notes and the patterns. You're thinking about just, I have this idea in my head and this is the music that comes out. Like, do you remember a specific time where, where that happened? To be honest, not exactly. What I remember is that when I felt something different to happen mm. was um, a period of time that I was practicing every day. That's also something that I'm trying to teach my students is to, to play and study every day at least some amount of time. Mm-hmm. Because I know that it's hard to, to have time during the day, but it's uh, better for me to play at least set. 10 minutes every day, but do it every day. Once I start doing that, I remember back then I was studying two hours a day. I I started doing it like with two hours a day when I had school. And then after school, I had moments where I did it like seven hours or eight hours. Wow. Yeah. But I was passionate about it. You know, um, it offered me joy, much joy. So I guess it was about the time that I, I have had learned all the scales and arpeggios, not all of them, I mean, all, all at the time, you know, and I was experimenting with them uh-huh. because my, my, my guitar teachers always, talk, always telling me that you should try and make something with these tools. All these are tools. So play with them. 
experiment with them. And um, I did it, you know, I was um, going into YouTube, find the backing track and start improvisation and limitate myself. Mm. So I was thinking, okay, now I'll try and play something meaningful only with the arpeggios. Okay, now I will try and play something meaningful with my scales. Mm -hmm. I'll try to put a concept. I'll try to mix uh, my arpeggios and my scales, but my scales, I should play them with thirds, not linear. Mm -hmm. I would try to, uh, there's a Mick Goodrich book. You know about uh, Mick Goodrich? I, th I think you, you know him, yeah? Um, no, I'm not familiar, actually. Okay, um, there's a guitar player, mostly in jazz uh, uh, oriented guitar, uh, Mick Goodrich. He used to teach in Berkeley, and uh, there's, a, there's a book that he has, uh, Advancing Guitarist, the name of the book. Mm -hmm. And in the first pages, he's um, asking to, to play only in one string horizontally. So take a mode, let's say D Dorian and, or A Dorian, whatever, and play in G string horizontally and try to play something meaningful. You know, mm. I think through, through that process, something uh, different, more musical happened with me with, uh, in the meantime, with, um, with the influences. In influences for me are the, pl plays the, the, the half part of uh, the learning process mm -hmm. because you have to have um, um, a sound that you've heard somewhere, yeah, and it spoke to you, it means something to you, and try to emulate it and be creative with it. So, you know, I was listening to music, I knew that Opeth, Porcupine, you know, Osai, all that, all that bands, Catatonia, all that bands from Sweden mm. um, spoke to me, you know, the, the production, the, the style, the, the hands of the player, you know, I heard them play and it was mm -hmm. the, their bands, their everything. And, you know, I constructed through in my head uh, how it should sound something, you know, because if you hear uh, Michael Ackerfeld soloing or Frederick Atkinson, it's totally different than to hear um, uh, the guitarist of Slayer, uh, Kerry King. It's totally different, the language, you know? Sure. So it's 50-50 for me. It's 50% of, uh, of the work that I, I've told you. And the other half is uh, influences. You should listen to music mm. and, you know, experiment with it if you want to, to, to get somewhere. Absolutely. Awesome. So let's move on to my, uh, my, my typical questions I ask every guest. What significant negative experience have you overcome and what did that teach you? Oh, recently I've dealt with cancer. Oh, wow. Sorry to hear that. So, so I, I guess uh, this is um, something that changed my life. Mm. Yeah. Uh, there, there's nothing that... Um, in music, uh, nothing significant uh, that happened, specific thing, I mean, nothing specific that changed my life, except the moment that I've heard Slipknot, and I think Slipknot was the, the, um, the light bomb, Subliminal Verses, mm. uh, the record Subliminal Verses, was the light bomb that I told I want to do that thing, you know, and then um, 
Hybrid Theory and Meteora, which uh, Linkin Park was a great band then. And, and then came Opeth and pro- Progressive Music. Mm. If we're talking about music, I think that was the time, the, the, some significant time that made the change. But in general, um, that health issue. Mm. So was there anything you took from that experience? Like what did, how did that change your mindset? Um, you know, when, um, when I was a kid and, um, had the will to do, to, to, to be a musician, I was going through a lot of anxiety, mm. a lot, a tons of anxiety. If I would manage to, to, to get in the university, then, um, I wanted to, to, to study abroad and, you know, exams again and, you know, be good to, to, to be able to, to, to stand in the stage with uh, other musicians and do the thing, you know, mm. the thing that, uh, that health issue left me is that there's nothing more important than be healthy. Mm. So no more anxious anxious in my life because if you're not if you're not good and you have not your shit together you cannot do any of these things you know you have you have to be healthy and Uh. good mind and soul yeah so i just it was the thing that made me understand that to, to let it go you know to be to be okay with who i am i am what i am I have to offer something as you are, as you are, as, and you have to offer something. And every artist in the world have to offer something. But you know, because we are artists, we we feel you know many things, and many of us were not okay with who we are, <laughs> I guess. Uh-huh. And we're not okay with what we have to offer. We want to be better, and etc. 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 I just felt okay with who I am and what with what I have to offer. And this is the most important thing that happened in my life till now. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much for sharing that. No, no problem. What would be one resource you'd say, like a book, podcast, blog, would you recommend artists looking to be successful? And successful, you know, successful is basically what you deem it to be. So if that's being more successful in your music writing or financially successful, however you want to answer that? I would say a video that changed the way I think about music was um, a video of a bass player called Richard Bona. Mm-hmm. You know him? It sounds familiar, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not ringing a bell right now. Oh, okay. He's a, he's a black uh, musician an African musician. I think he's French, if I'm not wrong. Mm-hmm. And he he played with a, a lot of guys, of course, and many styles. Currently, I think he's mm-hmm. playing like uh, Afro-Cuban styles oriented music. Okay. And he had, uh, you know, he was speaking. He had an interview in a university in America. If, um, if you like, I'll find the video and I'll send it to you. Yeah, please do. To watch. We can link that in the show notes. And, um, you know, I remember a phrase, a specific phrase that at, back then I was studying improvisation and changed my life forever. He was asked about improvisation and he replied, 
where when we are talking about improvisation, it's not improvisation. It's repetition. Mm. It's repetition. Improvisation, he told, is when you are in the jungle or in the desert or anywhere and you find a lion. What will you do? <laughs> what will you do then? So then you have to improvise. Then you have to improvise right. to save your life. When musicians are improvising, basically it's repetition. Mm. It's repetition of the, of the tools that you keep studying and, you know, trying to be better at them, trying to be creative with them, trying to take them to the next level, be innovative, you know, try to be innovative with them. So, yeah, that's a video that um, changed my life forever, watching it and hear him speaking, you know, at the time. Uh, I'll find the video and I'll send it to you. That'll be great, yeah. Final question is, what does music mean to you? Oh, I'll answer you. Uh, with a memory that I have from December that I was in the hospital. And mm. at that time I, I was in pain and I was trying to get some sleep and I haven't heard music for a couple of days. And I thought about Joyce Adriani. I thought about the, the old albums of Joyce Adriani. Mm. And, you know, I put to hear a couple of songs and... Three hours went by and I forgot my pain. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So I would say music for me is the most buzz bizarre thing ever happened. And it could it could be this depending on the time that you are, either you know, therapeutic or stressful or your best friend or you know it's it, it it could be many things for me it's many things it's um it's it offers me joy to listening to it to play to hear other people play i owe music the mo the most of me you know i think that uh, the person i am today is a lot of because of music fantastic thank you thank you for sharing that that's that's awesome so where can people find out about your music, get in touch with you? The EP is um, basically in all major platforms. I have a Facebook page, an Instagram page. I am uh, I'm thinking about uh, making a website also in the future. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, wh whoever wants to, to find my work, search Costa Sampanis in... Uh, Spotify or in Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, of course. In, mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about also in, uh, in in the future to to make a website. Cool. And then we'll yeah, I'll link all that stuff in the show notes. Uh, I like to play a song from the episode from the artist I'm I'm interviewing. What song would you like to play? Um, I'll leave it to you. Whatever you like the most. Whatever you know. Whatever you like the most. Okay. They're all so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll 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 have to uh, I'll have to sit down and re-listen to the EP and and get the name of the one I I like the most. But yeah, that's that's difficult to choose. Sometimes you'll get an artist and you know you you have your specific like I really like that specific songs. But I think the EP itself works so well together. It's it's one of those things where it's oh there is no favorite because the whole thing's so good. Awesome. Um, this has been a fantastic um interview. I'd really appreciate you taking the time. 
Thank you very much for having me. No, no problem. I look forward to new music coming out at some point in the future. Thank you. Thank you. It should. It's. It will be. It will be. Thank you so much for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, as this really helps get the word out about the podcast, so other musicians can benefit from the awesome knowledge that my guests are sharing. The more the musicians' community collectively learns, the stronger we will become. A rising tide lifts all ships. This episode is sponsored by the Skinny Armadillo Printing Company in Fort Worth, Texas, offering a full range of apparel decoration and promotional items, such as screen printing, embroidery, laser engraving, and much more. The Skinny Armadillo is now offering a merch fulfillment service, including on-demand printing and a custom-built web store, so you can concentrate on your music and running your business as a musician. Visit theskinnyarmadillo.com or call 817-546-1430 to learn how the Skinny Armadillo can help you take your merch to the next level. Keep pushing the needle and be excellent to each other. This is Costas Simpanis with Until We Meet Again. Thank you.